Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. They may be likes, but are they? Are they? Hmm. Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out, are they really worthy of the hype? They may be likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name is Hugh and I'm not joined by my co-host, Will. I'm joined by guest co-host, returning guest co-host, Alan Brady. Hello, Alan. How are you? I'm I'm well, Hugh, but I'm just a little upset that the last time I did this, I told you very specifically I wanted to be called fan favorite. And here we are. I'm still not being called fan favorite. And I'm just, I mean, fundamentally, I'm driven by spite. And the reason I'm here is to annoy Debbie Kenny. So, um, yeah, yeah you know it's what, fine. It's fine. I mean, you've brought it up, but the metrics just aren't telling me that, Alan. You know, oh, that's so? okay. I just need to see more from okay. the numbers. Gurus, <laughs> got, you know, from the, I've got to crank up. The numbers don't lie. I need to need to get the bean counting from the bread ads, you know, to make oh, okay, sure okay, that, okay, I know fair enough, that you're really worth it. So we'll Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll re- it, returning you know? co-host. What well, my my big fee that I get. Exactly. Um, I suppose you've you've previously you've previously talked to us about biscuits and cereals. Have you come across any good biscuits since we talked to you earlier in the year? Uh not I mean I I for that episode I purchased a large extra large packet of own brand Tesco custard creams, which have now kind of become a staple of my Tesco shop. So uh, I haven't discovered any new biscuits, but I'm I'm renewing my ongoing love affair with an old favourite. So that was and that was our fault, I suppose. So we're to blame for your. Well, you asked me to get three packets of biscuits, and I got eight packets of biscuits. That's so true. I mean, That's true. I, I I'm not entirely blameless in the level of biscuit consumption that has subsequently gone on in my house. So I just you know, I I have small children. I mean, we're still getting through all the Halloween sweets. You know, we had a. You have, we you have small children, and Halloween. as you've told us before, pre-diabetes. So there's a lot, of, a lot of reasons to have I have actually have been I have been to Doctor Tara since I was last on this show, and the pre-diabetes is still pre. 
if you Hello. can't know. <laughs> so we're still we're still in that beautiful purgatory, that little limbo waiting area between yeah. diabetes yeah. and not diabetes. <laughs> everyone, yeah. everyone always talked about how beautiful purgatory was. Yeah, I've got um, Schrodinger's diabetes, basically. So okay, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we open we you up. We, we have to have to open you up to really see. Don't what's going open on. me up. That's the whole point. You know, I can have I was, it and not have it at the same time. I was in Norway recently, and I was in a hotel, and there was a buffet breakfast, which I love. But mm. part of the buffet was just an enormous bowl of custard creams. Wow! I know. What's what civilized people? Yeah, exactly. Those people, those those Scandies know how to eat. And also just a bowl of tiny little delicate chocolate chip cookies. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, that is nice. Do you find at those breakfast buffets, I always find I overeat. I always feel uncomfortably full afterwards. I remind myself of my mother, like, you'd be out somewhere, you'd go to a hotel, you'd be on holidays, and she'd always fill her handbag with enough food for us all to have lunch. So you'd be having, like, a stale croissant with a random bit of cheese stuck into it because she wanted to get her money's worth out of the buffets. So, oh, I don't know, it's instilled I mean, something in me where with the little tiny glasses of juice and you got to drink seven of them to quench your thirst. Alan, your mother and I sound like soulmates, so I'd no, like I'd, you to I'd introduce sure me. i pass that on to my father. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. he'd be delighted. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, I left this buffet with a boiled egg in each pocket and enough bread to take me through a seven-hour train journey to Bergen, so, you know. Yeah, well, what, did you have it, I mean, just bread and eggs, did you, would you have, like, maybe a little sachet of salt or a little there was, blender's mm, sachet of um, mayonnaise or something to actually put together an actual egg sandwich? No, no, no I just sort of, I, I'm, just, I, I'm very much a parts person rather than the sum of parts, you know. My breakfast does not become anything more than that, you know. It's just... An egg on a piece of bread. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Alan, you think that's sad. I got home (laughs) minutes before we started recording here and I needed to find something to eat. So I fried two eggs and then found in the freezer um, left over from a three year old's birthday party uh, some frozen slider buns. So I toasted three of them up. So that's what that's what my dinner was. Wow. I mean, look, we've all... I arrived home to uh, a large pot of homemade chili con carne sitting on the table, the big La Cruze bowl, and lots of tasty things to go with it. It was honestly idyllic. My life yeah. is unimprovable. Sounds like you've but, made um, the right choices. Uh, Speaking of lots of tasty yeah. things, we've got a couple <laughs> of producers here to, to guide us through tonight's episode. Hi, Michael and Anya. Hello. Hello. Yeah, we're just here lurking in the background. No will, but you've got the rest of us, so, you know, it's all right. Uh, what you missed there was, you might hear my voice sounds a bit funny. I was eating a chickpea curry and inhaled some chili and uh, had to remove myself from the room. And you know that panic where you're genuinely like, oh, well, this, this is it. This is how it ends. But part of me is like, but maybe if I eat more, it'll kind of force it down, you know? Would you like to die yeah. on the podcast on you? Be great for ratings. Mm. Uh, like the way people like live stream births and stuff. If you were, do you mean you're going to make a snuff podcast? You that- get those fan favorite numbers on you. You know, it'd be fan favorite the late on you. It's a, it's a real deal with the devil, though, isn't it? We'd keep your square at the Zoom screen always going. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like you're trying to talk me into it. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying we could be podcasting long enough that that's what happens, you know? We all 
God, that's it. Go to the great podcast studios in the sky. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ha- have you gone on some sort of like podcaster's morbidity training since I last saw you? What's the story? <laughs> you pack your pocket full of eggs. That's the equivalent yeah. of the pharaoh bringing, you know, slaves and gold into the tomb with them. You bring yeah. eggs? Mm. To the afterlife. God, it'd be a smelly old afterlife, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah. would want to sit with you. No one wants the to afterlife. sit with you here. <laughs> um, yeah. Hugh, Hugh and Anya, we uh, we we all hung out recently, right? Because this yeah. is this is actually our first recording after our London live show at the Cheerful Earful uh, Festival. So we all we all had a nice little weekend together. I I had my fun anyway. Yeah, yeah you wore Anya's mother's coat and I, danced I the night away. I did. That, Alan Michael for some reason did not bring a coat to London, and it was very cold. And uh, I had London, stolen... London is famously warm in London yeah. in November. Yeah, for some reason he was going around in the gilet, yeah. didn't know whether he was coming or going. My mother had lent me a coat and Michael wore it with a plum for <laughs> two days. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was a lovely it, coat. What yeah, was the style of a coat was it? Kind of a, a woman's coat. Like a kind of a... <laughs> uh, you can do better kind, than that, aren't you? Kind of like puffer jacket material, I suppose. Yeah. But, but not puffed. And, and kind Longer of ankle, and thinner, yeah. Ankle yeah. length as well. Ankle yeah. length. With like oh. a well, for you, clearly, Michael, ankle yeah, length. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but very clearly a curved lady's collar. Yeah. Mm. But it also looked a bit like Michael could have been one of those Zara men's models as well. So Thank you. Did, Thank he you. He did sort of work it. Anya and I hung out pretty much the whole time we 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 dined together every day we traveled together it was it was an absolute delight you know was it it was it really was yeah yeah, yeah it really was and how was the the live show and the cheerful earfield earful cheerful earfield I guess the audience could judge for themselves when it's released, but I really enjoyed it i I, I think I think it was a lot of fun and it was lovely to have people show up and you know uh, thank thanks to everyone who showed up and you know bought tickets were there in the day it's more than I could say for the rest of them just Tuning in, freeloaders, you know? So, anyway. Yeah. Hugh, what's <laughs> I said, I w- said I wouldn't say it. <laughs> yeah, please do continue freeloading, though. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it was good. I I, I uh, was on separate flights to you guys, so I didn't, didn't manage to... You, you seem to be very excited about the idea of dining in the airport on you as well. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. Michael suggested any possibility... You clapped your little hands with glee, and that's not a an exaggeration. No, we went to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant in Heathrow on the way home. And how was it? It was amazing. Can you review it as Ramsay would review it? Well, actually, your food was only had the sushi, so it was it was raw. It was fucking (laughs) raw. Uh, And Michael (laughs) had a bowl of soup. Um, And then we realised that we were almost late for our flight, so we beetled on down to the flight, and then of course we were delayed for like an hour and a half. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Was yeah. I wearing on you by the end, Michael? No, no. I would say, I'd say we were. I'd say it had been another forty-five minutes. I would have been glad to see the back of you, but we just, it just about, you know, we hit, we hit the sweet spot. We, yeah. yeah, we did, we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alan, thanks for coming on this. Just love in between our producers, you know. Yeah, just... no. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, I, 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 I would have assumed over an extended period of time that it would. Be ultimately on you cracked first but that Michael would wear on her more I don't know I don't know what it is I mean I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm very fond of you Michael but I just yeah you seem like the person like you know in a kind of a 
in a stuck in a lift situation, you seem like when people turn to cannibalism, like I just have this notion that <laughs> well, you'd, you'd be the first to go. Is that, that Michael does power down a lot, so he kind of almost falls asleep. So you do get long lapses where he's not really. He also doesn't listen. Like the amount of times mm. he was like, you know what we should do? And I'd be like, yeah, I said that like two days ago, but we, we, we stayed in the same hotel a floor away. Mm-hmm. We, 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 had, yeah. we had dinner together two nights in the same place. Both yeah. nights we went, we went for ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wonderful ice cream. Yeah. Oh my God, it was amazing. We went out. We went we, out, out. Michael and I hit the dance floor alone. Yeah, um, we there were other people the there. I mean, there were other people there, but yeah. yeah. People At we one didn't point, know. Michael was dancing so much, a man came up to him and said, I love your energy, but don't forget to hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very dry boy, Michael, in fairness. You are, you are. And Michael, do you want to tell the people what you did after I well, went to sleep? Now, Anya, Anya, what this sounds like is someone telling a two-year-old really proudly, like, and you did a great poo, didn't you? <laughs> Didn't you do the best poo in the toilet? <laughs> no, we uh, we we went out. We were dancing till I don't know what was it. It was about it was about half twelve, was it, Anya? Yeah. We decided to call it. We decided to call it a night. So we toddled toddled up the stairs to our to our respective hotel rooms. When I got up there, I couldn't sleep, and like I don't get out much. And I was like, Do you know what? I can still hear the music, so I went back down by myself <laughs> for another two For an hours. hour. Where <laughs> did you not? I ha- we have a video. You absolute creep. Yeah, it was great. I had my phone. And it was great. Yeah. I was still up, still up still up before Anya the next morning. It was and all you right. kinda you joked I knew you were gonna go back down and I was like, I'm not Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not I'm not doing that. You weren't yeah. up before me the next morning. I just didn't I just, all right, I, just okay. kept, I just kept a low profile. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. st- st- stealing myself for the five hours it would take us to uh, to make it home uh, across London. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Alan, it's not it's not a good story, but it's a story nonetheless. Yeah, and also, absolutely. I, I, I we got to the bar and I wasn't really feeling like a drink, and Michael kind of, despite being a non-drinker, sort of bullied me into getting a drink. <laughs> I don't I don't recall that. Well, you were you one hundred percent correct, Michael. You love watching people drink. And then you <laughs> and you smell you smell everyone's drink. So I got a Campari <laughs> spritz, which he which he inhaled, and then uh, just and then off we went with the. Uh, I mean, you've accurately described what happened there, so I, have, I can have no complaint. Yeah, Michael's bed also had an on-air sign over it, which you could turn yeah. on and off, which we enjoyed as well. Yeah. <laughs> Would you not have stolen it for the podcast? Yeah, that was a missed missed opportunity. Really, I wasn't really it? do anything for the podcast. <laughs> Is there not a kind of a long, proud history of Irish people going to England, stealing things, and then coming home? It's a sort of like a weird little sort of cultural <laughs> well, revolt. Fit. It wouldn't have fit in his tiny little wheelie bag. Yeah. Michael, didn't you once steal the Venus de Milo in uh, that, uh, that head I did. in Paris? I did, but that was for sport. I always intended to, to bring it back, you know? May make her uh, your wife. They were, they, were, they were very happy when they got it back. They gave me a little clap on the back, you know? Yeah. You've done it again, Michael. Michael, I'd say yeah. you fancy yourself a bit of a kind of a society cat burglar, do you? An a, a, gen- a gentleman thief. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. On, on sort of on the right side of the law. I don't really... I don't, like I don't right know wing. Yeah, yeah, a right-wing gentleman yeah, thief, a libertarian yeah. gentleman thief. <laughs> well, guys, I think it's uh, I think it's probably time to get onto this week's topic. Um, it's getting a little bit colder. It's getting into the darker evenings, um, and we've got Christmas kind we of will around the corner. Not snuggle you. Oh, <laughs> stop asking. 
Stop fishing Fine. after the live show. Fine. Stop fishing Fine. around. Did he keep because trying he... to go for the slow dance on you on the dance floor? <laughs> no, he 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 was he, I, he danced so vigorously he kind of attracted a circle of admirers and there was a man <laughs> in a gilet who just kept kind of who really engaged with us. Michael, I think that, and then there was a group of men who wanted to pack you up and bring you home. I felt very irresponsible for you and your <laughs> <laughs> oh okay anyway no this is not uh, this is not about me okay this is about roast dinners that's what we're talking about this week we're talking about meat potatoes veg sauces sides trimmings fixings uh the whole lot um i guess the question is is this just carnivorous calorific carnage or is it a comforting culinary custom today we decide so we're going to talk about that in a second um, but firstly, let's kick off with a legitimate likes three questions quiz. So question one, uh, guys, is that uh, in 2015, the Sunday roast dinner came second in a poll of things that British people liked about Britain. Can you name another two of the top five things? I mean, the Queen. It's got to be one of them. When was it? 2015. Queen. Queen's got to be one, right? Not Probably in the top five. Like, Controversially, not in the top five. I really, I really, really wanted to be the. It's twenty fifteen, right? I really yeah. wanted to be the European Union. Please <laughs> be the European Union. Top five. <laughs> it's not, is it? Strong vote for forty nine percent of the population. Yeah. Yeah. Football, maybe, uh, or invading uh, places. Cheeky yeah. empire. What else? Empire saying? and colonialism and taking the Elgin marbles. The Elgin marbles. I mean, I'm, you're yeah, very were the close. Elgin Marbles the other the four British in the top five? I mean, you're very close to one of them there. I'm, I'm kind of going to give it to you because that number four was British history, which I think is controversial. I think it might mean they don't necessarily... It's controversial think. everywhere except there, but yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'd need Will on to explain it to us. The but, Union yeah. Jack, the Union Jack. No, so three, three of them, including uh, roast dinners, three of them were uh, sort of food and drink-based. Tea. 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 Pint of ale. No, no, even more British than that. Skulls. A chippy, even though what the does, chips are terrible. What does, what does an American person think that British people are always doing? Pie. Stink kidney pie. N- n- no. <laughs> yeah, they do. They think pies. Pies and punts. No. No. Pies and what? Punts. punts. It's not cups of tea, no. What? Cups of tea. A cup of tea was number we three on the list. You said tea. Oh, did he? All right, I wasn't I listening. I said tea. <laughs> As mentioned earlier, I wasn't listening. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, a cup of tea, which I think... You're like, not taking th- your role seriously, Michael. When the third best thing about your country is a cup of tea, you gotta, you got to take a longer also, look at just, yourself. Let's just stress for a brief moment. Tea doesn't grow in Britain. Yeah, absolutely so, like, not. No. You have to import the tea from other countries that have previously yeah. been invaded by Britain. Yeah. So... Yeah. Is Vindaloo on the list or curry or something like that? I mean, like... It's not in the top five. There's another one. It's an institution. You guys will definitely get it. The NHS. The NHS. Not the, the Great five. British Bake Off. No, no. X Factor. Close to you. A food-related institution. No. The BBC. The, w, the, the BBC. W. The BBC. What were you going for? The WWE? Was it on you? No, the, the women's... <laughs> what? The <laughs> no. women's... The women's What's wrestling? What's version of the... the WAAF. Like, What's that? Women's Women's Auxiliary Air Force, big thing in World War No, no, War I know the thing you're talking about. It says the Irish Country Women's Association, but the equivalent of that. What is that? I don't know, but it's, it's there's, there's one. Yeah, it's yeah. like Girl Guides for Grown Ups. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah, great. 
So is that the top five, on Michael? So what's, so what's, what's number one cup of tea? Number one is Three. one I would would not have thought of, um, but it's bacon sandwiches. That's not uh, a bacon sarnie. I, I, I guess it's a bacon. Do you know what is, as well? Do you know what yeah. as well? They're not even good. No, no, wow. they're not really. Like the fucking the anglophobia is strong with this group. No, but I, 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 I we'll come back to my vegetarianism later. But like people are like, "Oh, do you not miss bacon? Do you not miss rashers? What like a piece of meat that looks like it was hacked off a." As yeah. I said to Michael about a kebab shop the other day, a dead man's leg. Like a dead man's <laughs> leg. You know. I, oh, I, sorry, you're slagging off rasher sandwiches generally, not specifically English rashers. Oh, generally terrible. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> when, when, as uh, having lived in London for a good while, Irish people in London tend to spend lots of time giving out to each other about how. In England, you can't get decent sausages because the sausages are gross. You can't get decent tea, and you can't get a pint of Guinness anywhere that's worth drinking. You can't get so good those, chips. The chip, but it depends on what you're into in chips. The thing is, like, in, I mean, I lived in London, and like, in fairness to London, it does have an extraordinarily diverse array of fast food available to you at I day mean, and we night. Hit, we hit it all last weekend, Al. We, yeah, we were, if you we want, were if you want a gyros with a few skinny fries in it at yeah. three a.m. In West London, you can get that, you know? So, yeah, I used to live above a kebab shop in London called Aliquan Fried Chicken. There was a lot of chicken bones on the street in front of my apartment. <laughs> uh, then, ultimately, our landlord sold the apartment without telling us. So, it was we went. my wife and I went on honeymoon, and we returned, and there was a sold sign in the front of the building, and we asked some of the neighbours, like, oh, you sold your flat, when are you moving out? They were like, you're, you're not moving out. And then we found out that we were moving out because the fucking thing had been sold <laughs> while we were on honeymoon, which is, yeah, it was great. Wow. Thanks. Wow. Thanks to me and Chris Axford, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Chris Axford. Yeah, that was my landlord's name. I mean, it sounds yeah. like a slumlord, doesn't it, from a Jenkins novel? Christopher Axford. He was all right. He was a perfectly nice fella. He's just Alan, he sold reason, your just... apartment while you were on home. No, he did. He did. He, he, wasn't like, he wasn't like Josiah Bounderby of Coketown. He was like a random London solicitor who owned an apartment that he used to live in. You know what I mean? And also, Alan, but, your honeymoon was like three years long, right? So my honeymoon, was, my honeymoon was a month long. We flew into Malaga and we flew out of Madrid and we got matching tattoos. It was great. Did nice. you? Of what? Nice. And where? Uh... She has my. She has Mrs. Brady, and I have Mr. White. That being her surname. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Your. I have it on my arm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's all nice. right. She. Oh, she. She has hers on her back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you really, really was. I mean, she, she had planned this, and then like I. I was kind of sitting in the waiting area. I was going to go in and hold her hand, and I wasn't allowed. And then. I kind of thought to myself, well, sure, listen, fuck it, if we're in for a penny, we're in for a pound. And so I asked if I could um, I could have a similar one. So I went up and got one while she was getting hers. And I thought it was going to be a big surprise as well, but my wife has quite good Spanish. And so the woman who did mine went into where she was getting hers. And I don't know what the Spanish for, fuck it, your man wants one now. I better use the same font for whatever that is in Spanish. She clearly said it and she... She understood yeah. it and I was like, guess what? She's el, like, you got a tattoo. El hombre, el, el, el hombre con la pre-diabetes uh, <laughs> quiere una tattoo grande uh, <laughs> en el armo. Y, uh, y uh, señor, señor Blanco. <laughs> yeah. right. I don't think he would call me hombre. They probably would call me like dickhead. Was it with cabrón? 
<laughs> Some Hitachi, no? Yeah. 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 Oh, we've yeah. got a visitor. Oh. Let him in. Here we go. I thought I vanquished you. Oh my goodness. Here we go. Will is back. It's Will. Good evening, folks. How are we all doing? We're doing well, Will. Where are you? doing better before you turned up. It's the boy who hates life. <laughs> I'm excited to see you. Just backstage. Backstage, a lot of stuff happening. I just thought I'd say hello. Uh, how's it going? How's the, how's the podcast so far? I'm speaking into a mic that's not on. <laughs> we were still on the quiz, Will. So. Yeah, we're like an, we're an hour in and we haven't talked about roast dinners yet. Okay, okay, okay so okay. I, I, got, I, I got to crack in with the... Oh, sorry, we, can, 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 we, can, can we explain the rationale of the top five things that British people like about Britain or whatever Oh, yeah, that, guess. 2015, what were the top five things that British people loved about Britain? Winston Churchill. No. Grey gray stuff. <laughs> The Cenotaph. <laughs> Graham Norton. And the fact that we left the EU. Or Heinz baked beans. <laughs> yeah, close. I mean, 2015. Was the last one was, was the closest. Yeah, apparently. To- 2015, no- sorry, the prospect of leaving the EU then. <laughs> Apparently bacon sandwiches, Will. Apparently you all love bacon sandwiches. Of course, you 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 wouldn't have any truck with that. Oh, yeah, but I think it's the most homely and delicious smell in the world to wake up to a cooking bacon sandwich. Okay, there we go. I mean, I guess the the, 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 the market research is right. So you're in so, the hole yeah. for bacon. Um, that's, that's what I've often been described as, yeah. <laughs> Anya, give us question two. Question two. Okay. So I'm going to give you a very vintage recipe from the 1800s. No, 1700s. 18th century. I was going to 18th century. <laughs> for, for something roast related. And I want you to tell me what it's, a, what, what it's a version of. So this is a recipe from Sir Alexander William George Cassie's book, The Whole Duty of a Woman. So you're going to want to make a, a good batter as for pancakes. Put in a hot toss pan over the fire with a little bit of butter to fry the bottom a little then put the pan and butter under a shoulder of mutton instead of a dripping pan keeping frequently shaking it by the handle and it will be light and savory and fit to take up when your mutton is enough then turn it in a dish and serve it hot i mean sorry is is the mutton staying in or is the mutton coming out um no you're just keeping it you're just keeping it under a shoulder of mutton is it like a yorkshire pudding or something yeah. It's a Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. A Yorkie. Will, you must love Yorkshire, Yorkshire puddings. Pudding right here, Will. Yeah. <laughs> are you a fan of the Yorkshire pudding? I think they're delicious, yeah. And I am a Yorkshire pudding, and if you drop me in fat, I will. I'll, you'll get a rise out of me, you know? <laughs> will, as, as, a, as, a, as a northerner, do you prefer the little, neat Yorkshire puddings? Or do you like the big, balloony, flowery oh. ones? No, the huge ones, you know, that take yeah. up the whole plate. I don't have a huge opinion on Yorkshire puddings. I think I think they're pretty good. I like. I don't really mind. I, I think it's mad when they're a plate. I think that's silly. Um, yeah. But I do like. There's a company called the Yorkshire Wrap Company that do wraps, but the wrap is made of Yorkshire pudding. That's Ooh. great. I think that's great. Can I just ask Will if that company, the Yorkshire Wrap Company, if there wasn't a W on wrap, how would they describe making Yorkshire puddings? Look, here's a promise. I'll record you a rap about Yorkshire puddings, but I'm not going to do it right now. But at edit point. A Yorkshire pudding okay. wrap. Okay. There's, there's too many people around. It would be uh, it would be not not only problematic, but it would be incredibly weird. 
there's so yeah. much happening. I'm <laughs> backstage at a theatre. There's food being delivered to people, and I just hear be like, my name is Will, and I'm here to say, put that oil in a hot way. You know, it's not good. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. 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 Can we just say edit point anytime we like, and then send <laughs> no. random sounds in? Edit Will point. Insert something really mean means. about Will now. <laughs> Will does this as if, it, as if it means anything. I love it. I love your commitment to it. Edit point. <laughs> So I'm going to get, are we doing question three? Edit yeah. point, question three. <laughs> um, so Sunday lunch is a big thing all over the world, usually because people have lots of time. Uh, so while roasts may dominate uh, the, the Anglophone countries, I'm going to give you three Sunday lunch dishes from around the world, and I want you to tell me which one is made up, okay? Uh, in Spain, on a Sunday, they enjoy a dish that's made up of minced sea bream on a grilled tostada. <laughs> And mm. in Brazil, they favor a black bean stew with an assortment of meats, usually including some sausage and cuts of pork, which now, I invented. If I like, if I know anything about Anya, I know that she'll be drawn to the idea of mincing fish. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, like, that's it's got to be number again? two. Uh, battered veal served in a roll. I'm going to say the fish is the bullshit one. Like, I've definitely been in Spanish restaurants on Sundays. And I have been offered a wide array of delicious seafood, but nobody has ever offered me minced sea bream. <laughs> More the delicious. <laughs> You're not going to the right <laughs> restaurants, Alan. I, I very much am. <laughs> uh, Will and Hugh, are you going for, what are you going for? Veal, sea bream or the bean stew? I think you'd enjoy the phrase battered veal or battered eel. I think that's a fun thing to say. Also, I just realized I'm next to a sign that says... You see that? Jesus oh. Christ. Oh. The sign that says danger asbestos. Oh, wait, wait. Oh. Look at this. I'm here with a friend. Oh! Oh, oh my so Yeti. Hello! The, uh, Yeti. Sort of Yeti has uh, I think that actually means I've got, to go and, uh, I've got to go start the final act of the show. So, I love Goodbye. you. Goodbye, Will. Roasts are really shit, and I hate them. Uh, edit, point. Roasted... edit point. Ed edit point. Don't like roasts. Uh, love you all. Goodbye. 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 So Hugh, what are you? Edit for? point. I don't love you, Will. Oh well. Well, Alan's our guest, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him and say that sea bream is just too good to be true. Uh, you're absolutely correct. The sea bream is not real. So uh, that takes us to the end of our quiz. A good showing, I would say. Um, what 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 did you get out of three, Hugh? Do you want to do the crunch? Do you not keep there? the score now? No. No. Oh, then I'm going to say but, we got three. Hugh, yeah, Hugh and I are the contestants. Mm. What kind of yeah. weird game show? Yeah, the man never turns to the get? students at the end of University million. Challenge and says, well, who do you reckon won it? <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you want a applauseometer? Who She's wants no... to be a millionaire? I do. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, Michael. Take yeah. it away. Well, well, I mean, what I want to start off with is what are the what are the best and worst meats? The meat is the centerpiece of the roast. Centerpiece of the roast, as we all know. What 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 is what's the best uh, meat that, that and and what do you not like to see in a roast? Alan, I, I'm 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 a big fan of the classic chicken roast. The classic roast chicken. Ooh, okay. I like it stuffed. But <laughs> okay. I also feel like the experience of the roast is about much more than the meat. Do you know? Yes. Yes. I would have a very kind of epicurean attitude. Like the the point of the roast is it's like it's an assembly of people. If if, if somebody says you're coming to my house for a roast, 
Yeah. You're not like in and out. They're all afternoons. You know what I mean? Like the whole point is that people are sitting around the table yep. and chatting for a long period. Like it's a, you know, there's something very traditional about it, but there's something kind of timeless about it. There's something, I feel like it's very um, transcendent of class, you know? Yeah. Like yep. my dad's parents, like my dad grew up in a very working class part of Dublin and my mother, she, the daughter of my crazy granddad, like she had a maid growing up. Wow. And they had very, they were very kind of across the barricades couple, but um, he, uh, you know, he got a scholarship to college and it all went on from there. But both of my grandmothers would have known their way around a roast chicken. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. everybody knows, and it's just like, so I feel like I've, I've, I'm a big fan of roast chicken. I also love roast turkey, but I've, I'm only interested in having it on Christmas Day yes. as part of Christmas dinner. Yes. Like I don't want roast turkey. I don't want to be served roast turkey in some convenient fact like i like for example there is such a thing as a uh a ready meal put it in your microwave roast dinner for one yeah which like i just assume it should have the fucking phone number of the samaritans written on somewhere you know what i mean like when you're finished the bottom of the tray you should say like if you've been affected by any of the issues in this meal please <laughs> ring this number because like it's you know if you're if you're eating on your own you're like having a fucking pot noodle or whatever grand right but like it's not just that you're eating like microwave <laughs> roast, but like how could you experience that and not be reminded of what you are not experiencing? You know, like you are not around the table with your grandmother and your siblings and your nephew having, you know, roast chicken and fighting over the last roast potato and all the rest of it. You know, um, I presume we are obviously going to. I assume going to have a a whole section on potatoes. Absolutely. We, I mean, we but, may um, even but, have a separate episode on potatoes, so maybe hold your yeah. fire on that one. <laughs> well, uh, which is, I mean, I, I, I like roast chicken. I feel like I go through phases of liking the white meat and the brown meat at different times. People have different yeah. bits that they like. A lot like of choices to be made. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, and like it, it also, you know, it's in a very kind of old-fashioned, traditional way, like you know you're eating a dead animal. Like I think, you know, yeah. in, in anticipation of Oina's contribution, like the world is on fire. And like the vegetarians and the vegans, they are right. Like they are right, and we all need to get on board. I haven't <laughs> done it yet, but like you're right. And like I have a, I have a very good friend called Sean. He's a vegan, and like every time I'm talking about, it, I'm like, you're right. I just I haven't got it in me to do this yet. But the thing about a roast is like it is making the eating of meat feel like something that happens on a feast day. It is something that like we've all gathered together because we killed a chicken to eat this chicken. It's not like oh yeah, I ate half of this roast beef sandwich that I got from Freshways in the in the filling station and I don't actually feel like the rest of it. It's gonna throw the rest of it in the bin. You know, it's not like it's not it's 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 valuing and prizing as special the experience of eating meat. Yeah. And accompanying it with lots of other things. You know, there's just it's it's at its best when shared and simple. And I think that that's what I love about it. Uh, so I agree with you in one way and I'm gonna disagree with you in another the thing I agree with you about is 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 the ceremony of it. Uh, because you know everyone arrives and and one, one of the things I love about the roast is that you kind of you put it all together and you stick it in the oven you can't have to wait for it to do its thing it's off preparing itself to make an entrance much like will backstage at his show mm. you know, in, in in a way um, and then roasting his own juices and, mm. <laughs> yeah, an aroma and it, just wafting out yeah the and everyone's getting hungrier and, and there's anticipation and it's 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 fantastic uh, the thing I'll disagree with you about is that I would say once a month I eat a microwave uh, roast dinner from a plastic tray from our local shop, and I absolutely love it. It's amazing. This is yeah, like but I... your life is 
you like it, but it's dreadful. <laughs> well, I think there's a place for that kind of food. Like people say they don't like shop-bought apple pies, but I actually have quite a soft spot for a shop-bought apple pie. Like you know it's terrible. Just you know I, I, there's better no, options. No, no, steady on, steady on, steady on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just like, <laughs> just, just we, we, we. Let's have a little bit of perspective here. All right, a shop-bought apple pie versus a roast dinner for one. Right, like just think like a roast dinner for one. It's like a Debs for one. You know. It's like, <laughs> The basic premise of it is like it is something that that all of the things that are good about a roast dinner are about sharing with other people. A solo wedding. And it's like, but why? But yeah, exactly, exactly. Why don't you do it on your own in a slightly dark room and then maybe have a little cry? You know, maybe watch some Lewis. That sounds. I'm sorry. That sounds. (laughs) Not even Morse. Oh, no, no, no. I love Lewis. I love Lewis. No, Lewis is bullshit. And it gave us that ridiculous Lawrence Fox guy. But no, no. Lewis is terrible. If you want to spin off from Morris, it's Endeavour. All the way. Endeavour is brilliant. Haven't seen Endeavour. Didn't Lewis's wife die? In which I believe... He's not here, but I believe... Montefiore. Previous... Yeah. Previous star of Corpse. Corpse in Endeavour, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Character then Corpse. Well, can I can I make one point though? I don't know if this is as universal experience as you guys think it is. I have a theory: you're either from a roast house or a not a roast house, and I think I'm from not a roast house. Not everybody's, and it's not you know. I think it's a very specific thing. Like, are you guys all from roast dinner houses? Yes, from one, am one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't we wouldn't do it that regularly with just the kids, but like if somebody was if we were having you know another family over for a Sunday afternoon, we would make a roast or. You know, if our our my my sister and her kids, or any of my siblings in law or their kids, you know, it was a a Saturday or Sunday, and there's going to be like adults and kids coming to the house, and we're going to have food. It's like a roast, and yeah. it's usually a roast it's just, chicken. It's just, it's just common just decency. Mad amounts of roast potatoes, and we're always it's always the same. It's like, oh no, I've, I, I, you've made too much. No, you've made oh, you've made too many roast potatoes there. That's that's too many. No, no, I'll, I'll just do a few more. It's too many. It's too many, and they're always oh yeah, 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 always without fail. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know? So, guys, what I'll, what I'll say is, when I suggest the topic of roast dinners, I was a little bit afraid that there wouldn't be enough to talk about. We've been recording for so long, and the sum total of what we've come up with so far is that we like chicken. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> there's so much to talk about here. Um, well, in fairness, Michael, we, we've only started talking about topics <laughs> in the last few minutes. I mean, we've had bacon sandwiches, your late night solo dancing run, <laughs> um, whether or not you listen to people. A little insert from Will, who was apparently on some sort of asbestos-based stage, um, 
which sounds a bit litigational down the line. He was taken um, away by a yeti, in fairness. So yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I just you know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like in fairness, there is there is a an entire podcast dedicated to going for carvery dinners, and yeah. and they get like a forty minute podcast a week out of that. Yeah, you know, and that is the charming. podcast. The podcast is called Edit Point. Remind Edit me. Edit Point. It's called Emer and Esther. I can't remember who goes first. E and E's. It's Emer. It's Emer and Esther's Sunday roast. Yeah. They With Emer and Esther, too. They probably <laughs> won't. I'd say the chances of that are quite slim. But well, you know, then they've just been cut out of our episode as well. Well, like in fairness to Emer, like Emer, Emer co-wrote. No. Don't in fairness to Emer. That are brought, fairness to that Emer me, Alan. Happiness to millions have been translated into German. OMG, Diese Ashling. And like, you know, oh, what have you done? Oh, is it that Emer? Yeah. Oh, Hasha, or yeah. Ash Emer the Screamer, I think is her yeah. Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. It's so big, in fairness to the woman, like she's written some great books. She's got mm. a nice podcast about te- recommending where the best carveries are. Now, that, that thing, that, what I will say, though, is personally not wild about a carvery wouldn't be top of my list. You know, I'm a, I'm a very much a home roast kind of a person, you know. The, uh, the other thing about Carveries is you go you go in there and the food is ready straight away. There's no waiting around. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah, efficient. Yeah. Everyone will know that I appreciate that. Um, also, heat lamps. Like, only good things come from heat lamps. Carveries, lizards, newborn Eggs. babies. Like, they're all good. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. But, I mean, I, I feel like a Carvery and a roast dinner... They're very different. Like it's the yeah. same meat at the end of the day. Yeah, but yeah. they're very different experiences. You know, like yeah. eating out is. It's like I don't really like tea out. I feel like a cup of tea is always nicer when you make it at your home. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. I feel like coffee out it's is a, often it's nicer. It's a Swiss as well. Three fifty for a tea bag. Don't get me started. For yeah. Also, a few so, bits of leaf in a bag. Get a hold yeah. of yourself. Jog on. Yeah. Sandwiches out generally disappointing. A sandwich you make yourself at home usually the nicest thing you eat all week. You know, Anya, do, do, does um, do, does a roast work for you at all as a vegetarian? Uh, well, I do a nut roast. What's that? I, I don't. Meat. I fundamentally don't know what a nut roast is. Um, so you never had one. No, being well, allergic oh, to yeah. nuts. Oh yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> so it's kind of like a stuffing loaf, I would say. So oh, you know, you okay, get, you okay, get, you're getting, okay. you're getting. So there's all the, the bready, <coughs> stuffingy bit, okay, bits, and then there's like nuts, maybe some like dried fruits, which sounds horrible that I'm saying it out loud. Okay, like some cranberries, that kind of thing. It's like a nut pudding um, kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of a savory okay. pudding. Um, okay, and okay. it's in in like a loaf tray. Okay, and then Gross. sliced. <laughs> um, but but like it, that's that's. So it's like meatloaf with the nuts instead of the meat. Exactly. Okay. But okay. I, would I mean, say, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've had it. I've never made one though. Yeah, I've made it. There are a lot of work uh, to make. But what I would say is, I mean, I'm only doing that to kind of to kind of say that I'm doing it because I'm only there for the fixings. Do you okay. Know what I mean? Well, let's let's get it. Let's get into that. The meat is the main event, but really, certainly, what I'm looking forward to 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 a roast. It's it's the fixings. My my personal favorite. My wife does an amazing cauliflower cheese, and it is. The nicest accompaniment to to anything really, or even on its own. And does she use like a bit of bechamel or something like that, or she just put cheese on cauliflower? She, <laughs> she makes up some kind of some kind of what would you call that? I don't know. It's basically a cheesy custard. <laughs> that's that's so good. Uh, it's cream and cheese. Multiple. There's like four types of cheeses in it. 
It's amazing. It's really, really good. I mean, I don't really wife know. Wife is the, a very good cook. I, I, I don't know what the cauliflower is doing in there, really. It's not bringing anything to the party. It's all about the cheese. But it's it's amazing. And it kind of, it's quite saucy then, so it gets all over the meat, gets everywhere. It's so good. Yeah, the, the cauliflower is just giving it a veneer of respectability, really. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Yeah, it's the and recycling you... business to the cheeses, Tony Soprano. You know. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's the front dish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've t- we've yeah. talked about uh, Yorkshire puddings. I've I've brought up cauliflower cheese. Any any other good sides? Carrots. Bush. Yeah. Love a carrot. I think if you're gonna make the event of the roast, they have to be in, like julienne and the little battens. I think just the kind of circularly sliced carrots. Much more weekday. Oh yeah, it's got to be lengthwise. You got it. You got to. I was going to ask though, because obviously I feel the traditional roast growing up, you'd boil your vegetables aside from the potatoes. But I mean, do do you do you roasters nowadays? Do you roast your vegetables? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're roasting everything. Everything's going in. That's the joy of it. It's all coming out together. You know, one or two trays. I think I'm still kind of going traditional with the boiled peas and the boiled carrots. My my wife is one of six children. There, there's she's the fifth of six children. And when I say gross, it was about mad. it was about the peas and the carrots, not about your wife being one of six so children. <laughs> but they go mad for peas, and like one year on Christmas Day, there was no peas, and this this could be twenty years ago, and they all started asking where the peas were, and their mother had been because the thing to bear in mind about a roast dinner is like there is quite a lot of work to be done mm. in getting the roast dinner ready, and like that can be a thing where like you know there's. It's a bit like the thing that people say about rugby teams, you know what I mean? There's a place for everyone in the sense that, you know, you could have children peeling spuds, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's yeah, tasks yeah. that are fairly straightforward. So like the whole family can get involved in making yeah, it yeah. or more traditionally, one person, usually a woman ends up yeah. making the whole shagging thing, yeah. uh, which would certainly have been Christmas dinner in my wife's family's household in a small rural town in the 1980s. And yeah, they, they just all went mad because there was no peas and... She's never forgiven them for it. Like, it comes up most Christmases. She'd be like, Remember the time you ungrateful bastards were all given out about how there was no peas? Peas are quite an two days making turkey and ham for you. They're kind of hmm? an unconventional addition. So, how do you feel about the unconventional side? So, mushy peas, baked beans, those kind of things Ooh. making their way on. Refried the beans? No. Refried thank you. beans? Yeah, gross. Yeah, I feel if you've got the basics, I feel like add on whatever you want. You know, I mean, like. I, I, I never had cauliflower cheese growing up, but then I had a friend who was married to a woman for a while. Um, and I think the her one positive contribution to my life was that she, she made really nice cauliflower cheese. I didn't like Was her. it Michael's and, wife? Um, no, I really like Michael's wife. Like, I was talking to Michael's wife the other day. She's great. I like her more than my, I don't I don't even know Michael's last name. Like, Michael is in my phone with his wife's last name. This guy I know, he married a woman. They're not married. He married somebody else. They're, he's much happier now. But she did, in fairness to her, make really good cauliflower cheese. And it was the first time I'd ever had it in their house. And I was like, this is a good thing to have in your life. And, you know, also things like, for example, at Christmas, Brussels sprouts. Now, my wife loves a Brussels sprout. But, like, she makes them really well. Like, she fries them off with bacon and stuff like that. And they actually yeah, end cranberries up being really on top tasty. as well. Mm. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, you can yeah. put all kinds of good shit in there. Some you know, pancetta. So. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean... Can we all agree that a salad has absolutely no place anywhere near a roast? Well, anything cold and wet shouldn't yeah. be... Yeah, cold and wet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, it, it needs yeah. to be warm stuff. You know what I mean? Hot and greasy. The only thing that should be cold in the experience of a roast dinner is if you're having a bit of ice cream on your apple tart afterwards. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Just, I don't, I don't want dinners. anything... Yeah. 
Sorry. Uh, there was a there was a time now my, my 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 parents are both from quite small families. They only have one brother each and they all live in North America, so we don't see them very often. But my grandparents were from massive families. So when I was a kid, Christmas, but also lots of other times, there would be, you know, we would have these big roast dinners with like ten or fifteen people, and the average age was about seventy-two. And I remember my mother going through a phase, and I don't know if it was a weird class marker or whatever it might be, but like we would have to have some class of starter for a roast dinner. And it would usually be like a bit of melon or yeah, some yeah, grapefruit yeah. or something like that. And it just, it always seemed very much surplus to requirements in circumstances where we all knew we were about to eat a preposterous <laughs> amount of food. Right? Yeah. We also all knew there was going to be something sweet afterwards. So like, why the, why the hell am I eating this little piece of grapefruit? Yeah. Like, let's yeah, just yeah. get the show on the road. Yeah. You know, yeah. will be yeah. my take on it. And I think my, my in-laws... You know, you're straight into the roast. Yeah. After the roast, there there will be at least two desserts, possibly yep. three. And she's bored. And, then, and this is this is not just Christmas Day. Like this yep. is like standard Sunday in my mother in law's house. Yeah. Yep. My my father in law, may the Lord have mercy on his soul, he's dead nearly ten years now. His name is Reg, and uh, he was nicknamed Meat and Two Veg Reg because he was a man <laughs> of very conventional tastes when it came to his dinner. You know, and like he liked a bit of meat. He liked two kinds of veg. Potatoes did not count as veg. And for most <laughs> most meals, he would require two kinds of potato. So, you know, he'd have roast potatoes and mash and some peas and some carrots and a bit of roast chicken or a bit of ham or whatever. But there would be at least two desserts. And then after the desserts are finished, you would then have tea and coffee in a different room. And you would always have like little, you would have cake with that. But it wouldn't be like, you would have had a dessert like in a bowl Oh, this would be more like but a then carrot then cake, it'd be the cake, the cake, but it'd be sliced. Like mm. a Battenberg would be very popular. You know what I mean? And I think, again, you know, in, in order to consume that much food, you are, like you have to spend kind of four hours together just to get through yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so again, that whole idea of like a ritual and a coming together in a way that is like, it's very accessible. You know, it's very, like, it's kind of weirdly egalitarian in the sense that, like, you know, if you go to somebody's house and they're like, oh, yes, it's my Vichy Soise spoon. Uh, you know, just like, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's got a it's got a, a, a roast carrot gel foam on it. Which, I mean, like, we can all get behind a roast carrot gel foam. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I've never gone for, like, a tasting menu or that. Like, I, I've done all those things. But it's just, the thing about the roast dinner is, like, there's the simplicity of, like, good, solid food that everybody can get behind, that is hearty and warm, and it takes a while to get through it, so you all end up sitting around chatting about the world while you're and doing it's it. Much and it's, more, just... it's much more communal than, say, a barbecue, where stuff is yeah. coming and going, and you're, and you're, get, you're dipping in and out. This is like, yeah. it all comes out at the same time. Yeah. You're sitting down. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think there is another meal quite like it, you know? Yeah. In I terms mean, of you know, Informal, yeah. casual dining, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I've I've just kind of stuck the whole thing on the on the. I've gotten very stuck on chicken, and we've talked about nut roasts. Anybody want to come out hard for, for lamb or beef or any other ham? I mean, a, sort I, of a boiled glazed ham at, at Christmas a roast dinner. The ham is the ham is a star Christmas for me. But yeah, for me, a roast is going to be uh, usually a beef or or a lamb. You're going to want a top side of beef or a leg of lamb. Amazing. And what are you doing sauce wise? Just going classic gravy, or you well, put a well, horseradish? Well, so for me, and I think this is a this is a rule that I have only become as I've only become more firm about as I've gotten older. The gravy has to match the meat. So like, you cannot put like <laughs> beef gravy with chicken. That's just it has to be chicken gravy, lamb gravy, beef gravy, etc. Um, and then sauce wise, but, but to the extent that when you say that gravy, do you mean like 
you've got to buy the right packet of Bisto, or do you mean you've got to like deglaze the pan that you roast nah, the you meat could, in and make you, the you chicken, could, or both? Do what, do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you got to do. Yeah. What yeah, do you do though? I, I do a bit of both. So what I do is I'll generally use the grease from the pan, but I'll also uh, sort of augment it with some with some. You know, shop See, preparation. Me, it, it just sounds like gravy can be whatever you want it to be. Like you could be like, it's yeah. my old socks, uh, yeah. a piece of old tire and some chicken bones. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, Michael's yeah. special well, gravy. I think the problem it's is like, when you're... It's like on Ready, Steady, Cook. You've been given 10 pounds to find some ingredients. Off you go. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think the thing though is if you're, uh, let's say if you're like cooking like a roast chicken and you've got like a lemon or whatever, the, the, the juice that comes off that can be quite sort of acidic. So that doesn't necessarily make for the best gravy. So sometimes you need to do something a little different there. But there are got other, other sauces then for beef, gotta be horseradish. Amazing. I feel like that's not in enough people's lives. I'll always but do you mustard. just put, put the raw horseradish on because that can be very spicy, or do you like yeah, you, mix you, it with a bit of crown fresh or something? No, you got you got you got to build up to it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's it's not my first horseradish, you know, not my first spoon of horseradish. You know, you got to sort of you got to kind of wade into it over time. It's amazing. What about though. Michael? A bit of uh, a bit of tartar sauce, a bit of mayo. I'm just thinking of disgusting sauces. No, gross, bit gross. Of, bit of no, no. Uh, those are all those are tartars are very nice on fish, but it's, it's we're talking yeah, about roast dinner. There's here. no place here. No place here. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just seeing. Yeah. I was just seeing what you'd agree to. Would you? A big, big bowl of garlic mayo. And no, no, chili. and as, as as you guys know, I'm a big fan of mustard as well. So that's got to be somewhere there. Yeah, no, it's. I look. I I Alan, I think you're totally. Do you know right. what I'm very partial to all your rent? Some cranberry sauce. Yeah, in any setting. Mm. In any mm. setting, I'll always have yeah. a little ru- ru- rustle around it. Oh, over delicious. a pasta. You know. Oh, I think that very could be nice really with, nice with cheese and a sandwich. A little bit of brie and cranberry sauce. Unbelievable! Very Unbelievable! Yeah. Very tasty combination. Yeah, I think I have it could a friend be good who pasta. I have a friend who married into a family where roast dinners are a, a regular staple, but he he gets very upset because they don't, the family essentially don't believe in gravy. They've no wild, interest in gravy. Wild. So what what they do is they make this thing that they call sauce. <laughs> and sauce consists of uh, finely chopped chives. Put into room temperature, pouring cream. Oh, that's gross. Oh no! And that's just that's just not... just just for clarity. That's the end of the recipe. So <laughs> just they they have the room temperature pouring cream with chopped up chives, and they'd be there with like your bit of roast lamb or your roast chicken, whatever it is, and like, oh mother, is there any more sauce? Oh yes, there's lovely sauce. Oh wow, delicious sauce. They pour it all over their their food, and so like when he's there for Christmas, he like. He'll sneak in gravy <laughs> on the sly, or he'll make a gravy, and everyone's like, "Why do you need the gravy?" But then, then like his brother-in-law will taste the gravy. We're like, "Oh, this is actually, this is actually quite nice." <laughs> Sorry, so there's no salt or it pepper. It's just sort of like a. a oh, maybe there's of... salt in it. I'm not sure because that might be but kind it's, of it's, like a creme fraiche, but pouring cream. I don't... Yeah, pouring cream, and I understand the pouring cream has to stand at room temp for a little while beforehand. That's kind of yeah. You know, when you go to someone else's house as a child, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yeah." But that's yeah. that's that's an that's a really extreme case. Of it. I had a friend who was when I was, when I was a kid. His mother was Norwegian, and there was a lot of weird Norwegian. Well, there was a there was a Norwegian cheese called Yetust that tasted like toffee. I was mad for it. Was really, really I remember. Nice. I remember going to another uh, kid's house when I was in primary school and finding out that their family used to drink um, my wadi and kia oro. Those those kind of uh, fruit concentrate things without diluting them. They just drink them straight from the bottle. 
which is like, which is like they, did they not understand they, I just think they, that's how they, they started off and they were like well this this you. packs a punch you know and then the throat off you yeah 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 it was certainly oh, very oh, wow. it, took, it, it really woke me up when I took a sip yeah <laughs> so yeah wow that's yeah. like that's really like you know you stuff you used to make jelly with if you just started gnawing on that pure jelly. oh I used to love a yeah. cube of jelly it's like the inside of a oh. Turkish delight kind of isn't it you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. As I said earlier, one of the things I like about the roast is it's very hard to commodify a roast in the way that you mm. can commodify a Pringle. Or, you know, you can't, like, there's no, like, you know, they do, you have ads with people having roast dinners, but they at most it's an ad for, like, butter. You know, that kind of shit. Do you remember that, remember that ad, like, yeah. is there something I can help? Throw a bit of butter on the spuds there, Andre. Do you remember that one? Yeah, like, yeah. Things like, you know, or, or Bisto ads, you know, or uh, there was quite, there was a spate of ads for things like fairy liquid that were based on roast dinners at one but point. But we haven't yeah. had, like, the Mac roast, But no example. one, no yeah, one exactly. owns but it, but it, Fundamentally, like, for it to be, it's not possible to commodify it without losing its essence, unless you're Michael and you're willing but, to eat the little... Well, well if, any, if anybody microwave. owns the roast, it's probably someone like like Jamie Oliver. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, there's a particular way yeah, of doing yeah. it, I don't right? think, but, uh, like, it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not an expensive meal to cook either. No? No. no. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, I mean, it would be... It would be quite expensive if you had it like for your dinner every day of the week. Yeah, but as, but, like, a, as, as a, a once a week off. thing, you need to put actual time and labor in. You need to understand certain basic cooking skills. The cooking skills involved in making a roast are not complicated, you know. But you're right; it is such a labor of love because it's so time-consuming. Yeah, plus time. That, that's it. But yeah. it, 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 it has to go over the course of the day. So like, you, if you're planning on having a roast at two o'clock, three o'clock. You know, you have to be ready for that shit at like ten. You know what I mean? Like it's you know the, the experience of the roast dinner, like it's it it fills your day. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. not a spontaneous meal. Well, guys, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna push it to uh to final judgments here. I think it'll be. I mean, I think by consensus, right? It's a legitimate like. Well, I mean, this has just been a love in. Alan, talk to us. Final judgments on roast dinners. Fundamentally, I I am pro roast dinners, within a particular context that I think I've already articulated. The, it's not merely a question of roasting meat and eating that. It is everything that goes with it. It is the trappings. It is the roast potatoes. It is the bits of veg. It is 10 minutes after you've finished eating while you're still sitting at the table thinking, oh, there's a nice looking bit of carrot there sitting on a serving dish. I'm just going to stick that in on top because I'm only 95% full. I'm going to lob that in there. It's the like weird chats you have with your family. It's the, you know, it's, it's the whole ritual and the celebration of community that comes with it that's what it is and i am firmly in the tank for being legitimate like and if you are about to vote against me hugh i'm gonna get very upset okay well i just want to bring up one other aspect of the roast dinner which which hasn't arisen which is at some point um i suppose in my early adulthood when there was a a, a big family dinner i i became and have continued to hold the role of chief washer up um, and a roast dinner creates a truly magnificent amount of washing up. And I mean, it just continues like there'll be another pan there, there'll be another tray, there'll be whatever. But you know what, I, I don't actually think I view that as a negative because, as I said before, I actually quite like washing up. Yeah, I mean, we had a roast pretty much every Sunday um, when I was growing up. They'd be rarer now. But yeah, I mean... Anya, I have to say, I, I think I would like to try and experiment with a few uh, few meat-free roasts because, yeah, the potatoes are the are the are the part yeah, that we're all going for, really, aren't they? Like, it's just an excuse to have chips in a different shape, 
Um, and yeah, I know they're they're legitimate, like you know. And as you say, Alan, I think yeah, it's nice to have that sort of something that is is a is a is a family situation there in whatever format it might take. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be people you're related to. Like I, when when, when my wife and I used to live in London. We would often have roasts on a Sunday for just friends would come over and we'd. You have the guy from the up. kebab shop downstairs. No, he had a, he had more than enough chicken. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I use family in a broader sense than yes, than relationally. Yeah, like you use yes. it the way like the United Nations uses it. Sure, I was thinking more mafia, but okay, 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 okay. All right, Anya, right. what what would your vote be? Oh, it's such a legitimate like, and Alan. Yeah. Uh, you know, he brought such dimension to it, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, and I'm now a bit miffed. Why am I never getting invited anywhere for a roast? Mm. You know, why aren't I, Michael, you're, you're always banging on about the stuff you're making. Where's my invite? Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Why ha- don't you invite Anya over to dinner more often, Michael? I'll have you over. I'll have you over. <laughs> Go on, Thank so. You. Yeah, all right. Because he's more interested in spending <laughs> time with her in nightclubs in Ballon. It's true. Yeah. Do you know what, true. as well? I, I'll have you all over. I'm going to do a nut roast with, with Alan's special sauce. Chives. <laughs> Room temperature, uh, uh, pouring cream, and we'll eat like kings. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> Great taste. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks, Alan, so much for coming on again. I mean, you do seem to have become our culinary expert. We might at some well, point bring you I don't, on for something wanna... non-food related. But... I mean, I'd be delighted to come on for something non-food related. I mean, I've, I've been pitching the idea of having a podcast on whether or not David Kenny is a legitimate like for some time now. Um, <laughs> personally, I'm in the tank for no, mm. but I don't think I've done any episode yet where I, my vote wasn't known from the start. Um, I, would, I would be wary of calling myself a culinary guest in circumstances where you have had uh, Ross McGuire and Conor McAndrew on your podcast on multiple occasions. And they, I mean, they really do know an awful lot about food and have yeah. lots of good things I, I think of you as the food stuff commentator. I, I wouldn't go so far as culinary. Food stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food stuff. You're, you're good for kind of zesty opinions. That sounds like he's like a BBC stuff. reporter reporting from like the Cadbury's yeah. factory and a little yeah. hard hat mm. sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, rather yeah, than, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. why not? Well, we'll, yeah. we'll, have, okay. we'll have Alan on again soon and maybe he'll be a fan favourite by then. Who knows? Tony and Michael, thank you for producing. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Go back and listen to some of Alan's previous episodes, Cereals and Biscuits. You can listen to other food-related episodes. We did Baking. That was actually our live show last year. We did Bread with Ross McGuire. Ross was also on for cooking shows. As the guys said, we had a cooking or we had a cooking show. We had a live show very recently, and hopefully that episode will be up very soon and you can hear what it was like to be in Balham. Follow us, subscribe to us, get in touch with us on Instagram, let us know what you'd like to hear next. You can also listen to my other podcast, That'll Teach You, where we talk about life in the classroom. If you've got the time, like I, w- I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't go out of your way. Uh, with, with former guest of this podcast, Jane Costigan as well, so check that out at That'll Teach You Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.